Welcome to 4-Minute Devotions, the podcast. Short, biblical, Christ-centred messages to bless your day. Are you ready to dive in? All right, let's go. Water into wine. A quote from Philip Yancey's book, The Jesus I Never Knew. The time for ritual cleansing had passed. The time for celebration had begun. And he's uh, talking about the story we're going to look at today in John 2. When we read John's account of Jesus at the wedding in Cana in John 2, we cannot avoid the conclusion that the Son of God had no problem with making alcohol wine, in fact, choice wine, the very best, it says in verse 10. Now, obviously, God does not condone drunkenness, but the saviour of the world broke all social conventions by attending dinner parties with sinners. Celebration seems to be part of Jesus' DNA. But the big question I want to ask with this story today is, Why did Jesus even do this miracle of turning water into wine? It wasn't a life and death situation. No one needed healing. No one was dying. And of of course, it has caused, I guess, a bit of controversy among the church about Jesus making wine. Well, to try and answer this, let's begin by saying that, in general, there were three reasons why Jesus did miracles. One, they were a sign of something. Two, because he had compassion on a person. Or three, because he loves to respond to faith. In the old Hollywood film Signs, Mel Gibson plays the part of a disillusioned priest whose wife tragically died about six years earlier. And he and his children start noticing strange evidence of extraterrestrial life mysterious crop circles, someone who can run abnormally fast, signs that something is here and that something is coming. In John 2 verse 2, John calls Jesus' miracle a sign. A sign of what? Well, our Lord said that his miracles indicated that he was in the Father and that the Father is in him. He also stated that they were evidence that the kingdom of God has come. When Jesus referred to a kingdom, it was not describing a physical nation with armies or borders, but something that starts off tiny and grows to be huge. Something that's right here now in the person of Jesus, but also coming in the future. Something that is the rule and reign of a loving and just God, silently growing beyond any human domain. When that first glass of wine was poured from the stone water jars in John chapter 2, it was a sign. Something is here and something is coming. The first of many signs that the kingdom of God is here and that the kingdom of God is coming. How utterly appropriate it was that God's Son would perform his first sign of heaven's arrival at one of our most joyous celebrations, a wedding. See, Jesus loves to respond to faith. Look at Jesus' mother in this story. She, She doesn't try to persuade him. She doesn't say, oh, Jesus, please, come on, I know you can do it. 
And she just simply turns to the servants and says, do whatever he tells you. Now that's bold, audacious faith. And even before that, her first sentence shows confidence in her son to solve the problem. She doesn't go to the master of the banquet, and as far as we know, Jesus has not been secretly fermenting wine or stashing up a reserve somewhere. No, without hesitation, Mary simply turns to him and says, They've no more wine. Mary's not panicking, she's not getting flustered, she's not running around like a headless chicken. Mary is confident in Jesus' ability and faithfulness to bring an answer to the need. Even Jesus' mother is inaugurating a new kingdom by expressing the one thing that unlocks its power, simple faith. So why did Jesus turn water into wine? Well, look at the water jars. Vessels normally used for ritual cleansing, now containing the fruits of simple faith. A sign that religious works will soon be replaced by trust in the living God as his kingdom breaks out across the known world. Mm-hmm.